Welcome to Season 2 of the LGA Podcast with our new show, Terminal News. The only show that is all news and nothing else. Let's get to it! With season two. And yeah, so this is the brand new news-oriented show for all of you newsies out there. All of you news heads. All you um, news monsters. If you want all the news, we got it all right here. Bunch of newsers. <laughs> Bunch of newsers. Yeah, so this is uh, the new format of the show. We're going to have two episodes a week. One is going to be all news and one is going to be... Uh, the regular show, but minus the news. <laughs> it's, it's pretty simple. And this is 100% an effort to reduce the length of the show because it is a very long show. And I know that it's a, it's very hard to digest for some people. So you have one news podcast and one non-news podcast. Exactly. All but it's on one feed. All video games. Two shows, one feed. All the games. Every single one. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it counts as news, but Grimes is pregnant. I, that's tabloid news. I guess we'll... Ca- well, I'll allow it. She showed her boobies on the internet. <laughs> it's, uh... It's, it's, it's Elon Musk related. I'll allow it. He's planting trees in Australia, so that's why you'll allow it. He's planting trees. They're, they're all burning down. Yeah. Why don't you wait till they're done burning? Well... He is waiting till <laughs> he's just donating money to it. I think we need to move a little further away from the mic. Oh, We're both I do. Clipping. We're both clipping. We're clipping I'm those just mics. Saying he's he's Trelon. Trelon. Trelon Musk. That's his end name. His end name, Trelon Musk. I wonder how much SpaceX money is going towards those trees. Oh boy. But yeah, so we're gonna get right into the news here. We got all sorts of all sorts of good stuff for you because today, the day set for recording, Nintendo had a direct about Pokemon. Yeah, the all Pokemon all the time direct. Yeah, all the Pokemon. Did you um, watch it at all? I, I well, I, I did not you, have a you chance. You caught the aftermath. Yeah, I caught the aftermath. I, I was tr- I was gonna try to like take my break at work to at the time at an at a time when I could watch it but it didn't work out for me and uh, I've been doing pre-production after work since then so yeah, it was just a 20 minute direct uh, it yeah. opened with them talking about Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX which is a remake of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon um, which looks pretty good but I am uh, wow it's 60 bucks that's that's all I can really say like a remake of that game. I mean, it looks like a competent remake, but it just... Once again, this is kind of like the Zelda Link's Awakening, like, conundrum of, like, uh, that game would be more easier at a $40 price point and not a $60 price point. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, other than that, they announced the expansion pass for Pokemon Sword and Shield, uh... Which, their expansion pass for each one, but they give you basically the same content, um, which comes with two new areas, which are two new wild areas. Um, Shield Island is, I think, the first one that's coming, but they're adding 200 plus Pokemon, it says. Yeah. So some of the ones that people were missing. So I think people can uh, cal- calm down because even. Uh, if you don't have the expansion pass, you can still get those Pokemon. Oh, nice. So, and you'll... Once Pokemon Home is out, which you could transfer Pokemon to Pokemon Home from previous Pokemon games, you'll be able to, like, trade newly compatible Pokemon to Pokemon Sword and Shield. From, oh, okay. From that. 
Uh, but the bigger stuff from that was, uh, well, other than the regions, the new, like, rivals and all that, which both re the first region's kind of like a, uh, Japanese-y type thing, um, which it looks like you get a Pokemon named Cub Fu, who's, uh, they said it's a legendary, but it, it's one of them, like, evolving legendaries, I guess, um, because it, it starts as Cub Fu and then evolves into... Uh, a Pokemon that has one of two different fighting styles and different typing, um, which seems like you get to choose, but I don't know, details on some of that stuff is kind of sparse. Uh, but but the, the bigger stuff was the Galar region, Zapdos, Moltres, and Articuno, which look cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're... So it seems like the second part of the DLC, which is definitely coming later, is like a whole island of legendaries because they're adding like all the legendaries in, which is a lot. <laughs> and there's a whole like new Reggie forms. There's a new, uh, there's a new Galar region, uh, Slowpoke, uh, with Slowbro and, uh, Slowbro. And what's the other one? Slowking. Uh, but they didn't show the evolved forms they just showed, showed the Galar Slowpoke. Uh, Hopefully they'll show that soon. But I mean, those legendary birds is like, oh my god! god. I've always been a fan of Moltres or not Moltres Zapdos. Yeah, I know Zapdos. That's my boy, and the Galar form looks awesome. Both the well, all of the Galar forms for those look great. I actually think Moltres's Galar form actually looks good, where I think the original Moltres is not great looking <laughs> yeah so yeah in addition to those it's like over 200 old pokemon are coming back yeah they're expanding that that decks because uh everyone was upset <laughs> so they're doing i guess they make i i would call it make good i don't know if, how happy other people are or not um it seems like at least the subreddit is upset about this i think this is actually a good thing because you get two regions that are like wild areas and they're selling yeah. the season pass for thirty dollars uh which gets you both the dlc packs um and access to both those regions which is seems substantial enough but but more so than that they said they're doing this over releasing like a third game uh or like how there was uh ultra sun and ultra moon so I prefer this over once again dropping like another sixty for another game, to that you have to play through like ninety percent of the old stuff to get to the new stuff. Yeah. So, this seems much more accommodating to spend the thirty, and you get two regions, and I mean one region is just chock full of legendaries if that's your jam. Yeah. Mm. And this is, is this like the first time they've ever done like an expansion to a game? To Pokemon at least. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, and that that new legendary looks super bizarre. I don't know if you saw it. It's got like a big brain. It looks like a deer with a big brain. Here, I'm trying to. I'm try okay, yeah. Uh, Calix is it Calyrex? Sally, I'm gonna say Calyrex. A king Pokemon. It it just looks bizarre. It does. It looks like it had a tumor that just like got really big. <laughs> Yeah, the psychic uh, grass. The two areas are Isle, Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra, which so one's like kind of an ice place and one's like islandy. But I mean, I, I'm all for mostly like, like I said when I talked about Pokemon, the best part of the new game is the wild area by a mile. And I was a little disappointed that it's basically only like one. It's it's a pretty large area, but there's just yeah. one of those. And that, like, not there's still like the standard routes, which almost leads me to believe that, like, they were building this as more of a standard Pokemon game, and then, like, the wild area became like an afterthought type thing. Maybe it's it's hard to say, maybe they were just playing it safe. Uh, but adding two wild areas is like quite substantial, like, in my mind. Plus, I mean, whatever story yeah. elements they add, this the the different. The different expansions seems it seems weird. The differences, like <clears throat> you have a different rival. 
yeah, different rival for each one. Um, the Isle of Armor has Gigantamax forms for three Pokemon. Yeah, th- I mean, that's how the base game is, though, too. Oh, okay. Like, certain Gigantamaxes are locked to whatever. Well, it doesn't say that there's, like, any Gigantamax forms exclusive to the Crown Tundra. Well, like I said, it, and there's, like, there's not much information on the Crown Tundra yet. They didn't even oh, show... Okay. So, Rival, just, so that's clearly like a later one, which I assume okay. because it's like a snow based yeah. region, it's probably going to be around holiday. Yeah, because this one out. was just like it's like they straight up say that like the the Isle of Armor has new items, new tutor, tutor moves and restricted sparring battle feature. But the other one doesn't. And yeah, then, I mean, they just showed more of they said the that, Isle of Armor because there's more yeah. like that's clearly what they're working on. And then co-op play mode will come to crown tundra which did they show how that worked or is that just kind of i don't mm, when they said it it kind of was vague it was just kind of like yeah like co-op play it's like well what's that mean because there's already kind of co-op play unless they mean like you can actually just like get in somebody's game and like roam around with them but yeah. What what they showed just looked like how it is now where you can when you're in the wild area you can see other people like biking around and everything. But you can customize bikes now in the expansion. Yeah. Which seems pretty cool. It was weird is that I didn't see a whole lot of information about these expansions on Kotaku. I had to like source information from elsewhere. <laughs> they had the internet reacts to the Nintendo Direct, but they didn't post anything themselves. Huh. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, so I mean, usually they're pretty on top of like stuff like that. I mean, like I said, some people are, some people are a bit salty about it. I'm personally not because I've <laughs> my my battles have been fought in many ways that it's just like DLC is here to stay. That's just season passes is the way everything is now, and sometimes season passes are good, sometimes they're bad. Yeah. Um, so they're saying that in the crown tundra, um, you'll be able to explore the full depth of Pokemon dens, which they've so far only been able to glimpse in max raid battles. Hmm. Wonder what that is supposed to mean. (laughs) (laughs) He'll go inside of a Pokemon den. Crawl up in there. <laughs> yeah, but they uh, showed Gigantamax for the uh, the the starter Pokemon. They're all getting Gigantamax forms. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And uh, which one of the Pokemon has a gun? Yeah, Inteleon <laughs> has a gun. He straight up has a like sniper rifle. <laughs> Where the heck did I find, see that? In at? his G Max form. Uh, but they all look pretty cool. Like Cinderace gets like a giant ball and like longer ears. And then, uh, Rillaboom gets like a huge drum kit. Um, but they, they also announced, so nobody can be mad now. They got G max Blastoise and G max Venusaur. Okay. There we go. The internet reacts to the Pokemon with a gun. This thing looks bizarre. That's the, that's a really bizarre looking Pokemon. Yeah, it's got like a sniper's perch. So when it roams around, does it take the sniper's perch with it? <laughs> <laughs> like if you're if you're one of those trainers where you take the Pokemon on the walks with you and not hold it inside. <laughs> like since when do Pokemon come with their own platforms? I don't know. This Pokemon just comes with a gun. It's, that's so weird. Like, next they're going to be like, this Pokemon comes with a car. <laughs> um, but the I think it's uh, telling that we're, we're seeing the uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon uh, remake, the DX, that clearly, once again, uh, remakes and, like, remastery type stuff has paid off big for Nintendo. So I think there's just more of that, them, like, doubling down on that. Yeah. I expect to see even more of that going forward. All right. So any anything else on Pokemon? Oh, really? I mean, it's, I'm excited Pokemon. for it. It's just they some of that stuff's not coming for a while. Yeah. Something to look forward to for sure. 
So up next, we have Platinum Games goes into business with Tencent. Because, you know, we love Tencent here. Yeah, so this is just more Tencent. Uh, just dominating. Up more of the industry. Yep. Yep, so Osaka-based studio Platinum Games has announced that it's going into a capital tie-up with Tencent Holdings as the Chinese conglomerate invests... Uh, yeah, they, they are a conglomerate. They just <laughs> glob everybody. <laughs> invests in the game maker. Platinum Games president Ken, Kenichi Seto states, our company's independence will not be changed. Yeah, okay, uh-huh. Um, so yeah, Platinum Games founded in 2007. They're best known for Bayonetta and Near Automata. They still seek to continue to make high-quality games and to self-publish. Um, Tencent is the biggest video game company in the world, and with this latest investment, it continues to get bigger and bigger. But there are no details into what the how what what this capital tie-up um, entails of like how are they just going to be like 50 50 owners now is that what the deal is there's it's lacking on details here with this uh financial deal okay the link they they give you is all in japanese cool <laughs> i wouldn't think they're 50 percent i guess we'll we'll have to look we'll we'll keep our we'll keep an eye out and see how much of that if, if platinum's that is. retaining creative control i wouldn't think it'd be 50 percent. they're probably like what's probably it's probably like 10 10 to 20 because it seems like yeah they're always like usually like 10 to 15 yeah, percent they're, of a they're lot trying to stay companies. low enough so that they can kind of stay under the radar even though like at this point everybody should know who they are um because they are i don't I, I don't i don't think they have very great motives but uh what do i know um hey so playstation 5's new logo right it's yeah that was it was weird because that was popping up uh in my news feed a whole bunch uh because what ces is going on but yeah that yeah because they announced it at ces just was dominating my feed and it's like <laughs> not even a big deal really it's like it looks exactly like how you would imagine it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's Oh boy, yeah, yeah. They just uh, they took the old PlayStation font, they deleted the four, and typed in number five. Popped in five. Which I don't know. I was. Am I the only one hoping that they would go back to the Spider-Man font? <laughs> no, I don't think you're alone in that. But I don't know. That like, this is so cool. like if it was like every other generation, just like Spider-Man <laughs> <Spider> font. <laughs> I mean, this is just they're they're making the smart move of just keeping their messaging like crystal clear. Can't remember what uh, I think it was LG. LG was showing off a TV that you can tilt on its side, so you can put it into vertical mode. Because you know, Instagram TV is ruining TV for everybody, and just cell phones in general with the whole everything being vertical these days. What if you want to watch vertical videos on your TV at home? Well, now you can. Um, all right, let's see. Best of CES 2020. Let's take a look at the top stuff. So we have the Panasonic HZ 2000 OLED TV. That is their, their 2020 flagship TV. Master HDR OLED Professional Edition Panel doesn't say we're a word on the price so you can guarantee it's going to be like twenty thousand dollars <laughs> tvs get expensive this is a this is a concept thing <laughs> oh it's going to be their their actual like flagship tv that they're going to ship sure <laughs> um focal cora 826d dolby atmos speaker a new model for its core range the first uh, including the company's first dolby atmos speaker it's a floor speaker <laughs> oh god let's get to the good stuff let's see okay samsung q 958 k qled tv how big is this thing I, who who needs 8k tvs do you need 8k TVs? if you want to use your new xbox <laughs> and PlayStation 5, you're going to have to have an 8K. Gonna have to, it's going to be mandatory. 
JBL JBLL eighty two classic speakers. These just look like studio monitors that are gonna cost woo twenty five hundred dollars for a pair. That's expensive. Uh, more wireless earbuds because you know that's a thing. I didn't particularly like anything at CES. It's not even the PlayStation logo. <laughs> nothing really stood. LG debuted a forty eight inch TV. Oh yeah. Oh wait. Here's the here's the big Sony Vision S concept car. I mean, a car that will never see the light of production, but there it is. That's going to be a mandatory accessory for the PlayStation Five. By the way, you're gonna have to buy that to play your PlayStation Five. Was that seriously it? That was that was the best of CES 2020. Really, CES 2020 was weak. That was that was pretty sad because I was hearing st- I was seeing stuff on and off, but it was just like yeah, no, yeah that was uh, not a great. Not a great year for CES, I guess. But I guess they're, they're kind of focusing on security this year. There's like a whole, like there's new like Google features for home. And it's just like all security stuff. Like if you accidentally activate, like there's going to be like an update to where if you accidentally update or like accidentally trigger your home, um, you can you can say that wasn't for you. And it'll be, it'll, it'll be like, Oh, okay. And they'll like delete that entry from your history and you can ask it if it's recording your conversation, <laughs> like just weird stuff like that. Like it's just weird, like placebo, like affirmations of, Hey, yeah, we're not actually spying on you. Don't worry about it. But we secretly are. Everybody's spying on you. And here I am. I have, I have, I have both. I have them sitting next to each other. An Echo and a Google. Spying on each they're, other. They're spying on each other. It's an infinite feedback loop over there. They're just like sitting next to each other. Yeah. All right. Well, shoot. I was expecting there to be better stuff about CES, but I guess not. Let's see. Oh, let's see. Let's see what Business Insider does some decent recaps. We'll check them out real quick. So they're saying the best TV is that Samsung 8K one. Best laptop is a Lenovo ThinkPad X1 Fold. Let's see that. Let's see this. Come on, click. Okay, well, I guess there's no clicky. No clicking. Uh, best phone, Samsung Galaxy Note 10 Lite and S10 Lite. I didn't even see that. Uh, best wearable, Suunto 7 smartwatch. Best gaming tech, Alienware concept, UFO game console. <laughs> what? Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to rip off the Switch. Alienware is. Really now? Yeah, they have like a weird, like, it looks like a PlayStation, uh, like a PSP Switch but like Alienware branding. Good and, luck. And it's ugly. Go, best of luck to anybody attempting <laughs> to, in that space. It's it's really ugly looking. Um, best smart home tech. August Wi-Fi smart lock. Best kitchen appliance. Juno chiller. Whatever that is. Best personal care tool. Colgate plaqueless pro toothbrush. Best small home appliance. Samsung cube refrigerator. Best fitness tech. Fitness tech. Nerve run smart insoles. Okay, best soundbar, TCL Alto 9 Plus, best speaker, Belkin Soundform Elite Speaker, best headphones, Technics EHS AZ70W True Wireless, best auto tech, Fisker Ocean SUV, best camera, Insta360 1R. <laughs> oh boy. Oh yeah, so the uh, that Lenovo ThinkPad X1 Fold, it's literally just a tablet that folds in half. Well, that's it's, it's like a Galaxy It's like a Galaxy Fold. Look at that. Yeah, it's literally just a tablet that folds in half. Cool. So your, your keyboard is one part of the tablet that sits. I hate that. I hate it. So now it's going to be like, okay, now I got to buy a Bluetooth like keyboard to go with it. Cause I hate typing on like touch screens like that. Oh boy. <laughs> the first ever laptop with a foldable display is undoubtedly the highest highlight of CES 2020. A futuristic device that you can actually buy this year. No, thank you. No, thank you. $2,500 for that thing. No, thank you. I'm trying to see if they have that that stupid Alienware thing. Oh, there we go. Here we go. That's that's what it looks like. It's it's a Switch, but it looks like an we Alienware. stole Switch's design almost entirely. Yep. <laughs> it's, they, yep. It's a Switch design, but it looks like an Alienware tablet. Price and release date to be decided. Uh, let's see. Do they have specs on this thing? Windows 10 as its operating system. Um, 1920 by 1200 pixel display. <laughs> Are we? What? So we moved away from 1920 by 1200 
displays like 10 years ago. And now they're bringing them back in the form of a switch knockoff. I mean, if that comes back as like as regular monitors, I'll be stoked because I actually like that aspect ratio better. But seriously, wait, they're just not going to have a 1080p screen. I don't understand that. That seems just crazy to me. Um, a Juno chiller. It's just a thing you put a water bottle into. Let's see. It brings, it can bring a 12 ounce can of beer to 39 degrees in two minutes or a 750 milliliter bottle of wine to 49 degrees in five minutes. Well, that's something I need. <laughs> so you don't have to. So have, I can drink my worries away of CES. <laughs> yeah. These are, these are bad. Okay. We're going to move on from, actually we're going to take a small break and then we'll be back with the rest of the news. These days, comic book stories are more mainstream than ever. Unfortunately, not everybody has the means to be able to consume all of this greatness. Well, if you were to join me, Brian Wayne, on the Cheers to Comics podcast, I will help guide you through the rabbit hole that is comic books. Whether you're a brand new reader that just walked out of the latest blockbuster summer Marvel movie event and just have to know the source material, or you're an old dog and just want to get a different perspective from another reader. This is the podcast for you. And when I say comic book podcast, this is a comic book podcast. No filler material. I save all of the, the movie talk and all of the stuff outside of the illustrated written world of comic books for all of the other podcasts out there. This is for comic book junkies and aspiring comic book junkies only. So, Tune in with me, Brian Wayne, three times a week. We'll be going over dozens and dozens of books in an overviewed fashion, not necessarily a review manner. But beyond that, I hype you up every week on the books coming out on the the next week coming, as well as a bonus episode. And that could be anything from me dedicating an entire episode to uh, a single story arc, or potentially even a kick-ass interview with a badass comic book creator. So if any or all of that tickles your little fancies, join me, Brian Wayne, and the rest of Slurred Nation on the Cheers to Comic Podcast as I kick back drinks and drop all types of comic book knowledge. Cheers. Okay, and welcome back to the rest of the news. Let's see, we're going to scroll all the way back. I had like three weeks of news to go through, to pour through here, and find the best bits. Um, feel free to chime in if you think I've missed stuff. <laughs> oh, I've been like checked out, man. <laughs> um, so this guy, this crazy guy, how I learned to stop worrying about and love spoilers. Okay, never. <laughs> that's. I feel like that's kind of that's shitty. Love spoilers. That's just giving up. Yeah, that's that what is I was just thinking. rolling over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. It's like you're just giving up. You're just accepting the fact that everyone's ruining movies for you and you're pretending to be fine with it. I think there's an acceptable amount of spoilers and it depends on the interest of said person. Yes. Because if you're yeah. already gonna do it anyway, then don't fucking spoil anything for that person. But if you're, like, on the fence, then, like, a light spoiler might push somebody into it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just, yeah, man. I just, I hate trailers, even, like... Oh, I know. Like, the fact that, like, I would have rather not known that Palpatine was going to be back for Star Wars. Not spoilers, man. But that was, like, part of their marketing. Like... Spoilers, dude. All over, all over their marketing. Now you know Palpatine's in there. <laughs> He's old. He's old. And dirty. And creepy. Yeah, I, I just, I would have preferred that they didn't have that, but I mean... By the way, go listen to the GG feed. We got... Yeah, we got yeah it's oh. a whole... You have to type in Lit Gaming Arena GG in your search yeah. for whatever podcast platform you I mean, even if you, if you, you type in... you find the Star Wars spoiler count. Yeah. Well, it's pretty good. Even if you if you type in just Lit Gaming Arena, you'll see two listings. You'll see Lit Gaming Arena, and you'll see Lit Gaming Arena GG. We are both of those. We're both. So subscribe to both of them. The other one that is basically for game reviews and now movie reviews and 
or well, spoiler movie cast. discussions. Yeah, we, yeah, it's kind spoilers of a case. Yeah, mm-hmm. review ish. Like we talk about whether we like it or not. But yeah, it's basically just a, a discussion of the movies. Um, we're gonna be trying to do that more often because it's good content, and I think that Star Wars episode is definitely some of the best content we've we've recorded. It felt pretty good recording it. Yeah. I haven't listened back to it yet, but... I liked what I heard. I was, getting, I was skipping around when I was editing it. There's only, like... I know there's only a few key points that I knew I had to, like, um, edit for, um, like, audio issues and clunking and clicking stuff that I had to get rid of. But, uh, yeah, it was good stuff. So, yeah. But if this the, fuckhead who likes who wrote this article likes spoilers so much, he can listen to our spoiler cast. Yeah, yeah. Go listen <laughs> to our spoiler cast. Uh, pretend you didn't see Star Wars uh, and go listen to our spoiler cast and uh, then you can go see Star Wars again. Um, like, I, I mean, I, I'm, just imagine you're reading like a thousand page book and somebody like ruins the end of it. Yeah, that's like, I, I don't know. The, I can't get down with spoilers. Plus, I know a lot of this is like investment time. So like, especially games or books have large time, like time investments. So getting a spoiler from that is more ruining than a movie for me because movies have a lower time investment. Yes. So I just, I don't know. And I know there at one point there was articles saying that there's been research done saying that spoilers actually can increase your enjoyment, which is all bullshit that that research got thrown out because it's one of those things that once again, like can't be like when it was peer reviewed, it couldn't be tested again or like didn't have similar results. So it's all bullshit. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't want to, I don't want to hear your spoilers. Keep them to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. This guy basically just says that like, he's going to ignorance, like not the ignorance is bliss, but like just like giving, giving up his bliss. He's like, he basically says, okay, now I don't have to worry about avoiding spoilers because I can just embrace them. Okay. Well, I mean, just like I granted the internet, like the internet ruins things immediately. Yeah. Like, holy shit. The, the, like the snap, uh, was like a meme instantaneously. Yeah. It was like, okay, well fuck everybody else, I guess. Yeah. That was the internet sucks sometimes. (laughs) And, and the, the horrible thing too, is that people that, like I, I try not to make a big deal out of it because that only just draws the negative attention. Like if I'm out there saying, I'm going to unfriend you if you spoil the movie for me, um, you're just asking for it when yeah, you do I mean, that. You're you're making yourself a target. Like I, I will unfollow people for spoiling movies. Like I'll like if they do it, I'm just going to unfollow them, but I'm not going to like announce it or anything. Like I'm not going to be like, I mean, I, I, I just know it's like some people, just some common decency. Like there are platforms to talk about spoilers. Like there's discords for that. There's yeah. like, there are Reddit, like sections of Reddit dedicated to like spoiler discussions yeah, and all that. But it's just like, could you not like be tweeting like spoilers or yeah. Like, and I'm like, I get it. You experience stay away thing. from the trending, the like, Twitter trends. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty upset that over the uh, weekend Trump spoiled World War Three for me. (laughs) 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 Anyway, (laughs) God damn it! Uh, Oh man, you had me hook, line, and sinker on that one. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, my point is that people do just tweet shit out there that it's like, could you just like wait, wait like a month? Yeah. Wait like just even a few weeks. But people, I swear, will be, especially people even with like, I swear, pre screener copies of things, they'll just oh, yeah, be then instantly like. Then they just post about it on Facebook just to rile people up. And it's like, come on. Yeah, I don't, I'm not cool with that. I don't like it. I unfollow people that do it because I think it's a shitty thing to do. Like, I mean, it just seems it's so self-serving. Yeah, exactly. It's not cool. Like, uh, um, like even in our podcast group, like the minute like the movie came out and we started and people started seeing that movie, 
we like created a whole separate chat just for people that had seen the movie already, just so that we can talk about it with the other people that saw the movie. So, which is know. good. It it just like I said, there's always like venues to discuss those things. It just it, like you, you have. I feel people just should have the decency to go. Yeah. At, if if you've already invested your time to do said thing right away, hey, you should invest a little bit of time to find safer places to discuss that to preserve the larger audience because especially with something like like star wars is a good example or avengers is another really good example where they are stupidly popular things and i'm like just give it a few weeks before you do that like and like another hard one is tv shows like you had like when game of thrones was airing and oh man and even recently like um um the mandalorian it's you're sitting there trying to avoid everything because like you didn't see the episode right away, so now you have to sit and try to avoid Twitter, try to avoid Facebook. You don't want to talk to anybody because they might reveal something to you because you have to sit there and wait for the new episode to come out every week, and it's just instantly in the zeitgeist as soon as the episode comes out, and it's all over Twitter, Twitter trends, especially like uh, Game of Thrones. That one was like, you, I had to sit there and make sure to watch the movie, which I, I typically don't do this. Like I, I don't like sitting down and forcing myself to watch something like the second it comes out, but I had to, or else I would just have everything ruined for me because it just instantly became like every single top trend on Twitter. I mean, that's why for me, a lot of movies I have to go to it day one or I'll just never see it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, I mean, spoilers, they're everywhere. Um, though almost something I hate more than spoilers, like arguably more than spoilers is when I get recommended something that's insanely popular. Like, I don't know how many times people have been like, Hey, Oh, have you you watched the the Mandalorian or like Witcher? It's like, yes. Like, well, I haven't watched the Mandalorian yet, but it's like, I, I know of its existence. You you can't recommend it to me because I already know it exists. Like, and then hey, I, I'm not I, giving you, ex- you have no excuses on the Mandalorian anymore. They're all out. Or, it, well, then it also becomes like people just being like, oh, it's really good. And it's just like, well, like, that's what everybody's saying. Like, I, I know. <laughs> Marcus, it's really good. You need to it's watch it. That, that makes me want to watch it less. Fuck you. That's how it works. Okay. My it's, brain's it's really, broken. It's shitty. It's shitty. It's the worst. I got to see how ever. shitty it is. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do this. <laughs> Yeah, um, it, I, I don't know. I take it like, like if somebody was like, "Man, Mario, you got you gotta play the new Mario." I'd be <laughs> like, yeah, "Everybody knows who the fuck Mario is." Like when he's got a game, you know it exists. Yeah, I I um I can definitely see that though. I'm I'm the I am sort of that way sometimes when when something is like overhyped and over recommended. Like I actually, to be honest, like the the Mandalorian was so hyped up. With like so actual like information about it that I was just because everyone was just like as soon as there's anything Star Wars, everyone's hyped up about it no matter what it is until it comes out and then they either love it or they hate it. Um, but people were just like so amped up over Star Wars and I actually didn't watch it the the, the when it first came out. Um, and then someone said it was good like the next day. I was like, okay, I'll I'll give it a shot because apparently people like it or people actually like it. I don't hear too much griping from the Star Wars fans that hate everything Star Wars. And I mean, I've only heard it's the best Star Wars thing. Like that's my opinion. But but the, but yeah, but like I said, I just for me I was just kind of like, "Eh, it's a new Star Wars thing. I'm kind of like a fair weather Star Wars fan, I guess." Um so I'll I wasn't too like excited about it i was like it's there i'm getting have disney plus so i'll watch it eventually i watched the first episode and i was just like okay i i i I get it now i like this show The mandalorian (laughs) is the third most streamed show it's not surprising you know what number one and number two are uh my 600 pound life (laughs) no number one is stranger things really no surprise there but number two is witcher which is kind of surprising yeah, but I know a lot of people really talking high. Like I, I've only encountered one person that didn't like The Witcher. I wasn't too all about it because it's it, it's technically the worst way to consume that media. Yeah, because like the books and the games are like much better, and that it kind of 
I mean, I, I know I've seen quite a bit of people talk about this, but it's confusing and how it's done because the it's there's time, three timelines yeah. and they're all kind of like back and there's forth. two that are in the past and the one that's in the present and then it's all he's like hopping around and it's like what was the point in setting it up that way like there, there was no value in making it more confusing yeah and there then there's like me like i i enjoy the show for what it is i've never played any of the witcher games and the so i'm just like along for the ride <laughs> yeah and the the back three episodes are better than the first five but the the fifth episode in particular, the one about the gin, is not good. Well, I guess I have something to look forward to at the back three then, because I'm only on like episode three. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it starts okay, but yeah, just that time hopping around is really confusing. Um, I really like Henry Cavill. Yeah, I mean he's <laughs> he's a good actor, uh, and I mean he actually like really wanted to play Geralt, and he's read the books, played the games. He yeah, he's a huge nerd, as it turns out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, he's just a big guy who's a nerd. He's, he's a, or as as, uh, as Dan from Radio Dan from Rated G for Gamers says, he's Diesel. He's he's, Di- he's Diesel. Yeah, but yeah, it's not. Uh, like I said, I, I, and I'm not saying I hated the Witcher show. I think it's just okay. It, <laughs> yeah. See, the guy like I I would I only I've only seen one person say that they didn't like it. Like they're just like. I don't like the way they told the story. They did this and this injustice, blah, blah, blah. But like everybody else seems to give it pretty positive praise. I, yeah. But with that, I, I, how much of that is like genuine and how much of that is just there's Geralt in it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, really, like it, it's, it's for me, it's just it to me. It's just it's solid entertainment. I mean, I can't go wrong I mean, with it. And, and that being said, like Geralt himself, even in like the books, he's like he's a Gary Stew. Yeah, he's like an ultimate Gary Stew. Like, yeah, he's cool as fuck. Like, but like he, even amongst witchers, he's like a powerful witcher. So it's. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it just gets even more ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like this ultra cool guy who gets like all the chicks like he's uh like male power fantasy, like all Commander, the way. He's Commander Shepard of the Witcher era. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Which, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just I, I'm wondering how much of that is just like, once again, do you do you, do you genuinely think it's good or do are you just like not necessarily nostalgia glasses, but it's just like starstruck by the, once again, you just, I'm getting more of this thing I like. Yeah. And just also like just a really good production value too. Yeah. I mean, they, well, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's nice to see something where they do something and make it feel good and overall rather than let's say the full metal alchemist movie that Netflix did. <laughs> where I turned it off within before I turned it off well before it was even halfway over. I was just like, this is garbage. <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever seen. It's it, it, uh, it rivaled Dragon Ball evolutions Ugh. like that with how bad it was. Yeah. Just, and I watched that entire movie. I watched <laughs> the entirety of Dragon Ball evolutions. I did too in theaters. Oh, you even saw it in theaters. I, I went saw it day home. one in theaters. <laughs> I watched it with my brother at my parents' house. It just happened to be on like on demand, and we were like watching it. We're like, "This is terrible." I'm a hardcore Dragon Ball fan. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. You've seen how many mo- Dragon Ball movies have you seen in theaters now? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen any in theaters. But, um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's my. It's Dragon your Dragon Ball's my jam. That's your and your hot take on spoilers, spoiler culture. Fuck spoilers. Fuck spoilers, Marcus, 2020. Because I guess that's my role on the show. I just say, fuck that thing. And I just... <laughs> in putting putting bullets in things. That's... <laughs> um... <laughs> so this one, this one was funny. So there was a, apparently there was a cheat in Fallout 76 that was allowing, um, uh, uh, some hacker to steal items from people. That's how fucking broken this game is still. <laughs> but uh, Bethesda finally patched it. But I mean, the fact that it was possible seems insane to me. <laughs> you want to know the best part? 
some of the affected players are still waiting to hear if the company will be able to restore their lost loot. <laughs> but Bethesda. Come Bethesda. On. Come on, you guys. What are, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? We're making games. <laughs> games that don't work. That's your boy, Todd. Todd Howard. That's, that's, he's my boy. <laughs> um, This one had a funny title. The year in tiny video game text, 2019. <laughs> Games are cheaper than ever, but the three cataract surgeries I paid for this year in order to read words in them has made the hobby itself way more expensive. Yes. I mean, I've just heard complaints about, like, text and everything, like fucking Death Stranding, which made its text bigger, actually. They fixed that pretty fast. Yeah. Um, but Fire Emblem was another big yeah. one that people complained a lot about outer, the text being too small. Outer Worlds, their See, text was small, but like they made a big text mode, but it only made like the speech bigger. It didn't make the menu text bigger. In uh, in defense of Fire Emblem, at the very least, I feel most people are gonna play that game handheld. Yeah. Uh, which may, the font looks reasonable and handheld. It just looks small when it's when on, a on a big TV. screen. Yeah. So I think like maybe they should probably think about like. Maybe it should just have a way to scale it. Yeah, there should way. be more. I remember that used to be like a thing in games, being able to scale text in in a lot of games. But I think Outer like, Worlds also fixed some of its text issues. It they I don't I haven't checked to see if they fixed the menu stuff, but they did fix like the like conversations. It's bigger in that uh, the menu stuff. I don't know for sure. Um, but yeah, it just seems like a lot of game companies are. Assuming that everybody has like gigantic TVs and and big computer monitors these days, um, but some of us hasn't haven't upgraded our TVs in the last ten years, so we're still kind of on the same size. This text issue is in no way like when early days three sixty text issues Ooh. with Dead Rising, where it was like <laughs> I, I can't tell like what's going on. Magnifying glass to read the text, and even then, it's all like blurry. It's like what the fuck did you do? Yeah. You know what the best thing I ever did was uh, for my, when I played my 360, um, I actually got one of those adapters to um, like change the the, the output to um, like DVI. So I hooked it up to my computer monitor. So I was just gaming at my desk with my 360 <laughs> and I did some really fun. I think I mentioned on this podcast, but I did some really weird like a, like splitters and adapters in order to play the audio through my PC speakers at the same time as being able to use my PC speakers from my PC. So I could just like be playing on the Xbox, but also still be like talking on like team speak and shit. Damn. It was a good time. It was good times back in, uh, what, 2008, 2009. I think it was 2000. I think, yeah, I think 2008 is when Mass Effect came out. That sounds been. right. Sounds yeah. right to me. Just playing Mass Effect on my, uh, the same monitor I still have downstairs. Um, and the picture was crystal clear and I was sitting like two feet away from it. <laughs> so everything was peachy. I didn't have to read a TV from 10 to 20 feet away. Let's see what, what video games do they? So they so I mentioned, think Wargroove was another one. They mentioned the Outer Worlds and Death Stranding. We mentioned those. Fire Emblem. Um, so I don't think Death Stranding super worth mentioning because they <laughs> fixed it like a week after the game came out. Yeah. <laughs> if something major doesn't change soon, they'll have to ship The Witcher 4 with a telescope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3 was pretty bad too. Yeah, yeah. I hated reading all these instructions. <laughs> While you were busy commenting, she would have been she would have been studying the Keyblade, but Square Enix decided to, t- to attack her eyes instead. <laughs> Uh, Stellaris console edition. That text does look really tiny and terrible if you're on a TV. Ooh boy. What was it? Division 2. That doesn't look super great. Dragon Quest Builders 2. Total War 3 Kingdoms. It's like the, uh, the text got smaller, but the colorblind options got better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't usually have a vast variety of colorblind options in games, but... (laughs) <laughs> now they're going to punish you in other ways. <laughs> control. You notice the text size and control? Um, it's, it's fine for a lot of things, but it is bad for 
the like pickups and menu item like the okay yeah your mods mostly yeah they're like look, I see like a menu here thinking X-ray light box and there's just like a page with text on it with redacted information is that what you're talking about yeah yeah it it's which is like for me it's fine I mean I I have a decent size TV for sure but e- even that aside I I I mean I have glasses so yeah I, I can see into space Ashen there's a couple others but. Not worth mentioning. Can move on to the next. Um, apparently, there was a Harry Potter Funko advent calendar this last year. Gross. Oh, uh, yeah. Funko. My favorite brand. You know, Funko up your life. Let's see. <laughs> Sorry. This is a hilarious title. When exactly did Palpatine fuck? Palpatine fucking. I bet he has like a million babies out there. I don't think he did fuck. I like your theory. It's a force baby. He makes babies out of the force. Yeah. It's rather so powerful. A la Anakin style. Makes sense. <laughs> really, it does. Or he just zaps them into them. <laughs> force unlimited lighting. power. He just, he just <laughs> I'm giving you unlimited power. <laughs> Reject me, bitch. <laughs> now you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> that's that's a different type of rape. Yeah. God, I'm gonna force you to be pregnant. <laughs> it's, it's such a bad joke. God damn it! God fucking damn it! Uh, rape jokes are not funny, you guys. Well, I mean, this like it. It's not rape, question mark? He's just making you pregnant with the force. <laughs> with force. He's forcing a baby in you. God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't know how else to word that. <laughs> He's <laughs> using the force to make you pregnant. <laughs> There's no way you could say that. I mean, you think Anakin's mom wanted to be pregnant? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, After if- he popped out, nobody wanted to have that. <laughs> Oh, boy. He's into droids. He's got a robo-fetish. He likes them robots. (laughs) All right, next article. The Sims is officially getting tiny houses, so you can live out your your fantasy of living in a tiny house inside the Sims. How do you think the text will be inside those tiny houses? (laughs) Even tinier. (laughs) Tiny text inside a tiny house. Teeny, Teeny, tiny text. The next expansion or stuff pack for the game will be focused on tiny homes. I haven't played a Sims game in I don't know how many years. I've heard the Sims is good, but yeah, I heard it's like really it's. I think it it's like, kind of winding down though, which is weird because like because this is the Sims Four, right? Yeah, because the Sims Three lasted for a while and people still like I think Robot still plays the Sims Three. To be honest, I know he did do some Sims Four stuff, but I think that was like early on, and it was the Sims Four was kind of lame early on because they didn't have a lot That's, of stuff. I mean, Sims Three was the same way. Yeah, but I mean, like it. This one didn't even have base stuff that the sims 3 had so i mean that's sims 3 was the same way when sims 3 launched it had less stuff than sims 2 it's crazy it just always feels like when it starts it has less but then by the end the yeah. with all the expansions and everything it's i got it's a stupid amount of stuff i got really into the sims 2 like the sims 1 and 2 were my jam i didn't i kind of fell off at 3 that's that's same same here i should get i should play those I like. I always like them. So, yeah, these days. I always finding creative ways to have them murder each other. <laughs> exactly. So it's a good time. Um, yeah, but yeah, so you can make tiny houses in The Sims. So yeah, teeny tiny living spaces that can you can have six people living in. <laughs> yep. Alienware is definitely not ripping off the Nintendo Switch. We already talked about that in the last. And section. they are definitely ripping off. Yeah, yeah they are definitely ripping off. The Nintendo Switch. Uh, Twitch streamers raise hundreds of thousands of dollars to fight Australian bushfires. So yeah, Australia is kind of insane right now with all those it's fires. Burned it's down. Like really tragic, actually. Like the whole continent's over, gone. Like over one billion animals. Yeah, it was fucking insane. Yeah. So I mean, like, if you guys are like, I don't know, I I don't have any, I don't recall any like resources to like. I don't know, support Australia, but, like, if you know of any, definitely donate something, because, like, I mean, 
God, it's, it just sounds like everything I hear from down there is, is like terrible. Like I saw like a video where somebody had said that they're some friends of theirs runs like it is like a animal caretaker and runs like a koala facility or and they were told to just try to rescue as many koalas as possible. And there's just like there's like 10 koalas in this person's car and they all just like look scared and terrifying and like probably dying. And it was just like the most depressing thing to see. So, yeah, that's a it's a rough thing going on down over over uh, in Australia. So I'm sure they could definitely use anybody's help with that. Um, oh, yeah, there's another weird story. There's like a. Um, there's like a, a cam, an online cam model that was raising money for Australia. She raised like, I think like a million dollars at this point by, um, people who donate, she'll just send you nudes. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So she, uh, yeah, she raised like a million dollars and there's like, there are, there are lots of people donating, thankfully to Australia. Like there's like some rich nudes for a cause. (laughs) Yeah. Some like rich. Some super rich dude that nobody knows donated like $30 million. Everybody knows who Elon Musk is. That wasn't Elon Musk, though. <laughs> he's a super rich dude. No, he's down there planting trees <laughs> for some reason. I don't... Is he actually there planting trees? No, I don't know. I'm just riffing off he, of what you said. I think he's just donating money. To- <laughs> I'm riffing off of what you said. I haven't been following He is his- a tree. He's he, a fucking ent. He is a, he is a tree. He's tree beard. <laughs> 15.6 million acres of land have burned. And... Uh, and this is only the beginning of Australian summer, so that's really terrifying. Like, there are places that got up to, like, I want to say it was, like, 120 degrees Fahrenheit. Just ridiculously hot down that's there. That's hot. It's, uh, yeah, it's too hot. It's too hot. I can take some of our cold. Yeah, you can take it. I'll, But then then we're going to be fucked for we fire season. We can find season. a nice middle ground. Yeah, let's let's even it out. Let's... um. Skip Bernie Sanders up into the climate and even it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> take it across the board. Take the top two percent, distribute it, <laughs> distribute it with the, and take the bottom two percent. <laughs> oh boy! So apparently, people are like peeing outside of Conan O'Brien's house in Death Stranding. Yeah, <laughs> I really just can't wait till that's on PC to see what people do with the Conan model. Oh, yes. That's going to be fun. Um, yeah, players have covered his house in pee. I got to see if there's like a screenshot of like a billion mushrooms growing. His place is like in a really weird area. It's like down our rock face. Oh, I see that. My guess is that people, even if they love or hate the celebrity, feel a sense of gratification and freedom by being able to use the pee mechanic in a somewhat menacing slash hilarious way. <laughs> I mean, if others have peed there, you might as well follow suit. Right? Okay, got those, got those. What other? You want those crypto biotes, you gotta pee. Uh, next Batman game tease with new logo. Yeah, which I, I know I mentioned this several, several episodes back. Yeah. I couldn't even name what episode, but uh looks like it is indeed going to be the uh, Court of Owls. Um, yeah, uh, Montreal. Game, Warner Bros. Games Montreal, which is oh. not the same developer as before, but we'll see. Are they the ones that did the bad Batman game? I think so. <laughs> I think I think it is. It kind of sucks because, I mean, I don't know too much about the Court of Owls, but from people who are, like, deep in on Batman stuff, they say it's, like, some of the best. So yeah, it never... sucks to have, I guess, like, some of the best stuff being done by maybe the yeah. le- less than good. Oof. I don't Batman know. team, but I actually have I actually have the Court of Owls book. I haven't read it yet, so I gotta. I've heard it's top notch. It. I really like the Killing Joke. But, um, Capcom says nothing will stop Resident Evil Three from launching in April. So does that mean the game's done and you're just sitting on it? I, I mean, they're. I think that's a yes and no. I I bet the stuff that needs work is the online portion. I bet at the actual, like Resident Evil Three stuff is done. Because I bet it's just like polishing at this point. Because they're already taking pre-orders on that. It's okay. It's like locked in. So yeah, okay. They do say yeah. Um, producers Peter Fabiano and Masao Kawada say that there will be no delay, adding that the game is approximately ninety percent done at this point. So yeah. I would think it just has to be online stuff that they're yeah. pounding out. Which sounds like you can uh, play as Carlos through the game. Uh, there's no multiple endings and. Uh, 
What else? Oh, the uh, Nemesis does run on the same engine they used. So the Tyrant engine, which they used for Mr. X. Oh, okay. But it's more advanced and more aggressive. <laughs> more advanced. Oh, God. Uh, Doom and Doom 2 now run at 60 FPS thanks to a new patch from Bethesda. <laughs> they're over there patching Doom when they are they could be patching <laughs> Fallout. They could be making... No, the, I mean, you can't... <laughs> You can't fault them for just making the good games even better. Because <laughs> Doom Doom, and Doom 2 are already good. I still, I'm like still flabbergasted that Doom 2016 runs on the Switch. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. I was, and then Doom Eternal's launching on the Switch. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how they're doing that. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The guy I was watching on, on, he, he he's, streams on Twitch and YouTube and whatever, uh, or he's using Restream. Uh, Power Rob is his name. So shout out to Power Rob if he actually listens to this because I was, like, trying to, like, get him to listen to the podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was playing Doom 2016 on his Switch, and I'm like, you're playing this on the Switch? This looks, like, really good for being on the Switch. Yeah, I mean, it is, like, yeah, and well, dumbed I mean, down, but not by much. But even, like, in he didn't, I didn't know he was playing on the Switch at first, too. I was, like, watching the stream, and I was just like, damn, Doom 2016 aged really well. It still looks pretty good. And he was like, yeah, and I'm even playing it on the Switch. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think it's 30 frames on there instead of the 60 that it is on everything else. Yeah, God, it looks good. It's a good-looking game. Yeah, I just... That's one of those situations where I'm like, I like, or like Mortal bizarre Kombat. that, yeah, like <laughs> bizarre that that like Mortal Kombat and Doom run on there, but then you have like Link's Awakening that has frame rate lag, and it's like yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand, <laughs> I, I don't understand how something that like clearly is like not as visually taxing is like tearing frames and stuff, and then poorly optimized, and then like Doom's running on there, like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Well, I think that's all the news I had, unless you had more stuff. But. I didn't really. This has been, I've been real busy, but yeah. it's it's also been like slow weeks at post New Year's blues. Yeah. Well, not just that. It's been like a slow, like three, four weeks. I, I was talking, uh, I mentioned um, all the different podcasts we interact with on Twitter. Um, the Geek Freaks podcast uh, tweeted about something. I was like, hey, I talked about this like a month ago on the pod, on my podcast. And he was like, yeah, I'm just really scraping for news right now. It's just, there's, there's, there's nothing out there and we're in the off season. So yeah, it's like a, a bit of a dead zone right now, which, um, I mean, it'll, it'll definitely pick up. Yeah. I, I mean, cause it's really surprising because, um, usually from week to week, there's about maybe a 150 to 200 Kotaku articles I have to go through uh, for just a week. Um, but there was only like 300 something for like the four weeks that we didn't record. I mean, that's how slow CES was. Yeah. That's just, there's nothing going on. Yeah, there's nothing. Nothing. We need more news, more good news. Um, but this is just the calm before the storm because we're about to get fucked when March comes around. March, I mean, it's just going to be March, April, May, and like E3 is going to happen. New consoles are going to happen. It's like more games than I'll ever be able to play. Yeah, it's it's going to be bad. March is going to be upon us. But I, I'm yeah. actually glad I have some downtime so I could, I've, I've been... Try to catch up before. Yeah, doing some spring cleaning, so to speak, right. even though it's not spring. It's but winter cleaning. It's just... Get, to 20 January is always like it's like cleaning house for yeah last year or so yeah for me it'll be uh finishing up the outer worlds and uh getting into death stranding but uh we'll talk more about that on the next episode on our on our official LGA episode which will be coming up shortly um for anyone that wants to subscribe to Full Tilt, where you can just get that early. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait till Thursday. Yeah, that's right. This is coming out Monday. The next episode comes out on Thursday. But if you want them all at the same time, I can hook you up with that. Just got to go. <laughs> you just got to You just gotta subscribe to Full Tilt. I'm adding value to the customers. <laughs> uh, How can we add more value to this? Um... I mean, it's the best thing. It's the best podcast ever created. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to end this episode 
and we'll see you later in the week or in a couple seconds. <laughs> yeah, for, I was like, for me, it's right now. For me, it's right now, but we're going to end this one, so we'll see you later. Put a bullet in that one. Says the news. You have stage four terminal news. You have six weeks to live. <laughs> stage four terminal news. That sounds deadly. It's full of information. It's too much information.